the I haven't really woken up oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Welcome, everybody, to the Potescu Podcast. I am CJ, and this is my hetero life mate, Rico. Yo! <laughs> What's going on, brother? Oh, God, why am I up this early? Oh, uh, have you actually gone to sleep? Does that count as being up? Yes, I, I'm, I've been up all fucking night. I... Oh, I have really bad insomnia, so I. But I'm pumped. I'm I'm drinking Pepsi and I'm smoking cigarettes. And then the good news is I'm off today, so I can just sort of laze around all day today and do not a goddamn thing. But I'm happy to start the day off with my hetero life mate CJ, and let's get this goddamn ball rolling, my friend. Yeah. So the MCU is upon us, as it has been for <sighs> Christ to. Almost over ten, a decade, right? Ten fucking years. Yeah. Because it started in 2008 with Iron Man. Now, last I checked, it's 2018. Yes, it is. Actually, so, we both saw Avengers since our last recording, and I loved... <laughs> I and saw we'll it get twice. In, Yeah, you saw it twice. We'll get into that, definitely. But one thing I liked, since you mentioned a decade, is when it was doing the opening... I don't want to use the word crawl because that's more of a Star Wars thing, but that Marvel thing that it does when it's cycling, like flipping the comic book pages. When it got yeah. to Marvel Studios, it replaced the I and O in Studios with a one and a zero and yeah, highlighted I thought that was it. Brilliant. Really, I thought I did too. I thought that was awesome. Um, and just a quick jump on that. I don't know if anyone's seen the picture on Twitter of everybody. They got everyone together and took this massive fucking picture, like a like a school picture. Of oh my god, it, it is it. just a geek wet dream right oh, there. yeah. But they weren't in costume, which should have been. Well, I mean, some of them you can't. Like, Tony, unless they actually put him in some gigantic plastic thing, would have been a little hard to do, but yeah. He just, he just needs to wear a suit, and he's like, I'm Tony Stark. What are you talking about? Oh, true. True, true, true. So, All right, um, so before hold on, before we even continue, as usual with our show, massive fucking spoilers. If you have not seen yes. the majority, if not all, of the MCU Universe movies or the most recent Avengers Infinity War, you are going to want to skip this. You are going to want to come back to this, but you are going to want to just take a pause, now. take a breather, take a breather. It's going to be okay. We're going to get through this shit together. But you have to see Avengers Infinity War. They come back to us. We're friends. Yeah, um, totally agree. Because we may not deep dive every movie, but we're gonna, I want to analyze the fuck out of the Infinity War, if nothing else. So, because, yeah, I, I don't know so, what they're going to do. I, I just so don't know. There's your, there's your spoiler warning, and it just went away. So now, You're here on... <laughs> 
you're on fourth, you are not just fucked, you are fucked royally, If and we will spoil the shizen out of it. However, I will give a positive spin on that. If you're that far behind, and you want a quick catch-up, and then you plan to go back and watch the movies, listen, we'll give you a quick overview. We're the Cliff Notes version of the MCU. We will try very hard to keep the Infinity War segment to the last part of this podcast. Oh, do we have to? Because I really want to get in it. No, I get it. I, no worries. I, I think we, instead of going in dry, we need to lube yeah. this shit up a little bit first. <laughs> Ew. Um, oh, you okay. love it. So, all right. Let's, again, we're not going to deep dive every movie, but we have to start with the brilliance of the first Iron Man. If that movie is not as brilliant as it is, we are not where we are today with Infinity War and the, you know, 17 other movies that have preceded it. We just don't. It it is the granddaddy of the MC universe. Exactly. And and that falls on one man. And I know you think I'm going to say Robert Downey in it, but it's not. It's It's John John fucking Favreau. Yeah. If it wasn't for that man, we do not have what we have right now. Who knew it would take the director of Elf to See, make yeah, I, a great I, fucking MC universe? Movie. I know he did that movie, and he's certainly proud of it because I've heard him talk about it. But first off, I'm not a Will Ferrell fan, so we can save that for another episode. But uh, so I don't like it. But that said, um, I think about him from Swingers and how brilliant that movie is. Swingers made, um, but before even all that, and I, I'm not even a fan of Elf either, and I'm not even a fan of Will Ferrell. Um, sorry, Will Ferrell fans, uh, you know, all the power to you for loving him. Yeah, exactly. not, he's not for me and CJ. Just because you have, just because you have bad taste doesn't mean I have to have it. <laughs> and there's our first lawsuit. Let's move on. <laughs> um, so, my, I think my first introduction to John Favreau was actually, the, believe it or not, the Daredevil movie. Yeah, I forgot he's in that, but you're right. Yeah, because he he plays Foggy Nelson. He does, and he does a pretty good so, job with it. I mean, he he's great. I like the current guy on the Daredevil show, but oh, he, that guy's ridiculous. That show is so good. Oh God, it is talk about a fucking geek wet dream. Yeah, we we need to save the Netflix universe for a different episode but yeah it i don't even feel like it's like it still doesn't feel like it's part of the mcu for me sometimes oh i i mean i can see that but they tie it together pretty well and look if i was to okay and we'll probably get into more predictions later but if i was to guess for second part of infinity war you may see daredevil i wouldn't be stunned that would not shock me at all what I would just be happy with is is Spider Man, like, guest starring in one of the shows. Well, that may not be possible now. Well, I'll, you, you oh you want you want to go there? You want to no, go there, we'll, buddy? We'll get we'll get there, but I don't know. I need a little bit more lube before you fucking fuck me in the ass like that. <laughs> Ew. Um. Yeah. No. I we'll get there, but yeah. I'm. I'm look. I'm still reeling. I'm. 24 hours, or not even 24 hours removed from seeing it, and I'm still reeling. 
Yeah, I saw it twice, and I had these. I cried the exact same times each fucking time because I was thinking like I'm more prepared. The second viewing, I'll be okay. Nope, nope I'm gonna cry exactly like I did I, the first time. I'm glad to hear you say that for the simple fact that I was afraid I was the only pussy on the show. So you may be a bigger pussy, but you're not the only pussy. Okay, good. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> back to back to Iron Man and Favreau. So. It is astounding to me because Iron Man is kind of like he, he's he's now a major player, but he was not really a major player in the comics. No, you know he he wasn't Spider Man. He wasn't you know Captain America, and even Captain America was kind of pushing it. Like it yeah. really, the big players were like Hulk, Wolverine, yeah. Spider Man. All of Spider Man's rogue galleries were kind of more infamous than Iron Man in the their entire, in his own way. The entire X Men team. Excuse me, not just Wolverine, but the entire X-Men. Yeah. I mean, I get your point. Wolverine's probably the face of the X-Men, but but the entire X-Men yeah. even probably had more weight than Tony. Well, not to mention the X-Men had already had their own successful, like, at least trilogy. Well, I'm not movies. even talking movies. I'm talking just from – you're right, but I'm just talking about from the comics alone. So when I heard Iron Man, they were going to make a movie with Iron Man, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, old Shellhead? Really? Like, okay. And and it was fucking brilliant. Okay, but do and we should quickly, without getting into boring legal shit, talk about why. And the reason why is because at the time they made Iron Man, Marvel had sold off the movie rights to most of their property because they were going under and they needed the financial gain to avoid going out of business. So they sold off um, Fantastic Four to Universal. I'm from. No. Correct me if I'm wrong on one of these, but uh, I, I I know the main. Uh, what it is is Hulk is Universal. Universal. Yeah, I thought Fantastic Four was too. No, Fox has Fantastic Four. Okay, okay, that and X Men, which means that we may see the Fantastic Four in the future because if the Disney that, sale that's continues, the hope. yeah, um, but that also means Deadpool. Well. Yeah, and we can get to that for a minute because the trailer for Deadpool 2 that preceded it Avengers was awesome. Like, yeah. I mean, it's out on the internet, so we're not ruining a damn thing. But, like, you know, all right, there were two parts of that trailer, and I don't want to get into a deep dive on it, but there were two parts I have to bring up because they made me audibly laugh out loud in the theater. The first one was, you know how on any movie you'll see things like from the movie studio that brought you Gone to the Wind or whatever. This one said from the movie theater or movie studio that killed Wolverine. I thought that was brilliant. And there's been this back and forth thing between Deadpool and Hugh Jackman since the beginning. So it made sense. But I cracked the fuck up at that. And then the other part is there's some kind of fight scene. Looks like it's in a jail. I'm not sure. I'm not worried about that. I'll see it when it sees. But Cable stabs him with a knife in the shoulder, and he goes, Man, you're dark. Are you sure not part of the DCU? And I lost it. I I thought that was like a nice little jab, no pun oh. intended. But my, my I laughed even harder when he's like, when he says something like, Take it easy, Thanos. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was funny. Too. I, I like the DCU jab better, but that was good, too. But above all, my favorite 
like little thing that in the new trailer is that I don't know who I don't know what his name is like Phil or or, or Larry or something. The guy with and the mustache. And it's like the guy with who? The mustache guy. Yeah, the guy who's just like, do you have any uh, special powers? And he's just like, uh, I, I have type two diabetes. He's like, you're in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, that, yeah. And that, he that, just shows him skydiving, like all like with the, serious on his face. Yeah. Oh, I. Okay, and I, I don't want to get it's us like, too it's far. Like, off. It's like if Flanders. Yeah. Joined the X Force. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I totally agree, and I don't want to get too far off, but I will tell you that my only concern about Deadpool is it looks too big budget now. One of the things that made the first Deadpool so charming was that they made it for like next to nothing and it was amazing. And I hope they don't over budget the shit out of this one. That's my only concern. Well, that's why the main director left. That's right. why the first director of the first film left. Because well, the budget was getting too crazy. The plot was getting too ridiculous. See, I heard the other way around. He wanted to make the big budget movie, and Ryan Reynolds was like, no. So No, it was the other way around. Ryan Reynolds wanted to go bigger, and he's like, now we have this money. Let's keep going. And and the I, I forget the fucking guy's name, um, the uh, first yeah, director. That, yeah. He, he was like, no, dude. Like, we make this... Because that was his debut. That was his directorial right. debut. He's like, right, right. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'm ready to go big or go home. I'm ready to kind of like, you know, make a sequel to our awesome film. We had a small budget. Let's get to it. But again, we don't know. We're just supplied information that we read on the internet because everything's true on the fucking internet. I, I guess, and I'm gonna say this, and we need to go back to the MCU. But sure. I think as long as they don't take away from what makes Deadpool Deadpool. And so far from the trailers, as long as they haven't showed us all of it in the trailers, they haven't. Because there's those comments like the DCU jab and the, I don't have any skills. Okay, you're in. You know, as long as that's throughout the movies still, because that's one of the things that made that fourth wall break and those really smart-ass comments really is what made Deadpool for me. So as long as that maintains within the big budget shit, let's go. You know what I mean? I think there's a way of impl- implementing Deadpool into the MCU. Oh, they have all to. They have, all they have to do is they have to have two versions of the movie. They have to have a PG-13 version for the kids to see. Right. And and Deadpool could show up, but all of his dialogue is like bleeped. Well, and he's aware that he's being bleeped so he yeah. can make jokes about it. Yeah. That's, that's so a good way to do it. Yeah, I like or, that. Or, and at the same time, you have an R-rated version where it's unbleeped. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a way to go. I like it. I mean, and again, we're going to get into Infinity War in a little bit later, but I'll tell you, that was pushing the high level of PG-13. It really was. Maybe not with the language, but even then, there was more in that one than in any other MCU movie that I've seen. I, I would I would say there was probably more language in like Age of Ultron than there was in Infinity War because like you think so? the first well the first one of the first lines of dialogue is shit language it's like yeah you know but you really hardly had any any like PG thirteen excessive language in Infinity War maybe I, a couple like shits but really not no, much someone was flat out called a douchebag and an asshole. 
in Infinity I mean, War. It's, it's, and I don't, so look, I, I'm not offended by it. I'm fucking almost 40 and curse like a sailor. But I'm just saying for the for the rating board, it, and then also, look, the level of violence pushes that PG-13 line too. I mean, it's close. I mean, I, again, had zero objection to it, but they're pushing that line. I didn't think it was 80. I think as a story, the impact is more genocidal, and that's scary, but I didn't think it was any more violent in terms of action fight scenes than in your typical Marvel film. I thought it was pretty pretty typical. Well, yeah, and like we said, spoilers coming, but with the amount of death that was in it, you know, that's... Yeah. Well, all right. Let's go back to Iron Man before yeah, okay. we segue to Sorry. So, yeah. Honestly, John Favreau was the was the director of it, and he he his first instinct was, I need to make this asshole likable, because yeah. Tony Stark is an asshole. Is a is an asshole. He's a very likable asshole, but he when you break him down, he's an alcoholic. He is you know, incredibly egotistical and narcissistic. And not to say Robert Downey Jr. is all those things, but he Kinda definitely was. conveys... Well, he definitely experienced those things. Yes. And, and, so, and I think... I think because he has had his ups and downs in his career, he knew he could play Tony because he's like, I've been at Tony's rock bottom already. Right, and that's what I was just going to say. Like, that's not us disparaging Robert Downey. He's outright said, I've lived that life prior to now, so I know what that's like. He may not have had the money that Tony had, but that lifestyle, he knew it. He's got the money Tony has now. That's oh, he does now. Sure. Yeah, shit. I think he made 55 for Infinity War. Dude, I, I, I mean, the last movie... Do you remember the last movie he did before Iron Man? Wasn't it Scanner Darkly? It could have been Scanner Darkly. I also think it could have been uh, Zodiac. Because oh, that was shit. the beginning right. of that. his... You haven't seen Zodiac? No, I, I have. I forgot he was in it. Um, One of my all-time favorite fucking movies, and I'm, I'm bringing it up, is because Shane Black, who did Iron Man 3... Wrote and directed this movie. This is one of my all-time favorite fucking movies. It's Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang. Okay, that I haven't Have seen. seen it? I'm, no, I'm familiar with it, but I haven't seen it. Dude, it is so goddamn good. It is. It, it breaks the fourth wall, and it is a mystery movie. And it's RDJ being RDJ. Okay. Like, he he's a criminal who's, like, running away from the cops, and he runs into an audition. And the... In order to like hide, he like does the rehearsal audition piece, and it's really kind of relevant to what he just went through, like running away from the cops. So he nails the audition. So they fly him out to L.A. to be an actor as a detective, and in order to like understand, they hire a detective to teach him how to play a detective, played right. by Val Kilmer. We're starting to lose you a little bit. Right and, and his character is a P, he's a PI, and he's also gay. Okay. I think we me. a little bit, but I think we got enough of the the point. I think it's because Bart Bart passed by, and but every time Bart passed by, I always fucks with my Wi-Fi. Um, so as he's learning how to be a PI, he and Val Kilmer actually stumble upon a case that they actually have to solve, and there's a lot. Of, Robert Downey Jr. plays the narrator, and he's frequently breaking the fourth wall as his character, and he'll like 
stop the movie midway and like it'll actually like show like the movie pause and like kind of look like film is showing and it'll be like oh shit I forgot a p- important detail I'm just like my dad he, like he's always telling a joke and he's like oh there's a there's a bunny rabbit and fuck blue rabbit and it's it's so goddamn good but Shane Black is the other person I could see who for me impacted a great MCU movie so John Favreau's one Shane Black is another it's, it's interesting to hear you say that because to me and I think I'm certain we're going to disagree, but to me, Iron Man 3 is the most dismissible of the movies. Or it's up there, if not the most dismissible. Of the Iron Man movies or all of the MCU movies? A little bit of both. Um, Because I'd also put Ant-Man up there as dismissible. I love the movie. I think it's great. It has one of my favorite scenes in the entire MCU in it. But as far as continuity for the overall story, I think it's really kind of dismissible. Um... I do agree that really nothing kind of significant happens in Iron Man three with the exception of like the him piece. getting the, yeah, him getting the yeah. shrapnel out of his heart. But at the same time, it's like, he it doesn't really do much because he still made suits. Right. Well, and, and I guess the significance of it is he destroyed all his suits at the end of three. Again, spoilers, people, we warned you. And then he comes back and makes more suits you know, and he references that in Civil War, I think, when he's talking to Cap. Yeah, but he, then he still has suits, so it's like, well, yeah, you know, he, he says that, but, but he honest, references it. But honestly, at the at the, I will say now that I think about it, the most important part of Iron Man three is his PTSD of the well, Avengers. Yeah. Right, but it it just gets so lost in all the other silliness that's that movie. I mean, it's it's just a shame because it had potential. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not telling you it's a bad movie. It's not. I enjoy it. I like it. And they should have done more with the kid, I think. Um, He's supposed to be coming back. Well, great, because I think he was a cool character. But they should have done more with the kid. And uh, I don't know. It just it, it feels so lost. See, I mean, like even Happy, Happy almost dies in that fucking movie. And when it comes around to, um, by the time Spider-Man Homecoming happens, it's like that never took place. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, at the same time, I, I think they were going to, they were going a direction, and then, like, it just, I mean, before I went and saw Avengers Infinity War, I went through 90% of the movies. I, right. If I had it on DVD, I, I watched it. And I have all of them except for, like, the Thor ones. I just haven't been able to, like, find any copies to buy. Um, but I have them all expensive. except for those. So I went through Iron Man 1, 2, 3. I went to Cap America 1, 2, and 3. I went through Doctor Strange. I went through Ant-Man. I went through both the Avengers. I went through everything. Iron Man 3, I would arguably say, is the Star Wars Last Jedi of the MCU. Okay, I'm I'm curious because, to because hear that. because it went it went very different directions than you were initially thought. It had a big bad villain that wasn't a big bad villain. I did like it that. had. I, I didn't mind that. I actually was okay with it because. But yeah. would I like to see the more traditional Mandarin? Sure. Yeah, but, but I, I I also was kind of like okay, it is what it is. So. Whatever visceral anti thoughts I had for Last Jedi, I had the polar opposite for the last uh, for uh, Iron Man three. Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna sound like that 
the typical internet fanboy bitching person, but I didn't like that 85% of the movie he's not in the suit. Like, I mean, there were some cool aspects to that, but if I'm going to see Iron Man, I want to see Iron Man. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, under- I understand that, and I do agree with that, but I also think it was in- in- integral to the character. Because he-, he clearly states at the end of Iron Man, I am Iron Man. But at the same time, he forgot that he was also Tony Stark. Sure. And he makes that whole point to... Spider-Man in Spider-Man Homecoming, like, if you're nothing without the suit, you don't deserve it. Yes. And I think he line. had to go through some, some of his own growth in order to not just depend on all 47 of these fucking suits he made. No, I get it. And and again, I'm going to jump around because I don't want to deep dive each movie, but and I'm just going to reference this and we'll come back to it, but Spider-Man seen towards the end of Infinity War broke me. Uh, stop, 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 stop. Uh, we're, we're, we'll get to that because that broke that, me. God damn it. You're, you're, you're going to make me fucking cry. Dude, I, yeah, it broke me. Oh, all right. Um, Look, let's, let's, let's get there. We'll get there. We'll, we'll yeah, just, we got to, we got to get there. Just, anyway, um, I want to talk about really quick cause it's going to take like 30 seconds. My favorite scene from Ant-Man. Because Ant-Man's got one of my favorite scenes in the entire MCU. And it's and it's dumb. And it has nothing to do with the overall story arc. It's just a funny fucking scene. And it's... Can I guess, can I guess it? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Is is the uh, Mexican dude who's talking about like that one dude, and then he has that other dude, and then she's like, yo, man, you got a wicked fine. You're crazy. Yeah, that... It's great. And Michael Pena was amazing in that role. It was awesome. I loved it. It makes me laugh out loud just thinking about it. Um, And I've heard something that I'm 90% positive is real. And if it happens, it's the primary reason I want to go see Ant-Man and Wasp. And there's apparently a scene where Michael Pena is describing... The entire MCU arc to the I haven't really woken up oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Calling all partners. Losing weight is better together with Nutrisystem's Partner Plan. In fact, people who diet together lose 20% more weight than dieting on their own. Get new premium meals with up to 30 grams of protein. They're big and filling and taste delicious. Plus, try our new restaurant faves that taste like your favorite restaurant portioned with half the calories. Don't wait. You could win big cash during Nutrisystem's Better Together Partner Plan 100K giveaway. And maybe win the grand prize of $25,000. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off your first month. You heard me right. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off. Don't wait. This partner plan offer will not last long. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin. See website for details on our two-month subscription offer. No purchase necessary. Open only to U.S. residents over 21. Void where prohibited. Runs December 25 through April 4th, 2022. For official rules, visit Nutrisystem.com. Sponsored 
by Nutrisystem Inc. Somebody up to that point, and it's like that. So you're going to have, I'm hoping these flashbacks to other movies or these guys came in and shot quick scenes of Michael Payne's voice and then lip syncing the entire story arc of the MCU. If if nothing else, I want to see that movie for that scene. I am all for that with one uh, addition. Okay. Right when he's about to say, oh, let me tell you about what happened with Ant-Man and the Wasp. He fades away. Well, and yeah, then we I don't have know. To watch it. I don't know if they're. I don't know what what point it's coming in the movie. Like, obviously, we don't know what point that's coming. I don't know if it's going to be early in the movie, late in the movie, an after credit scene. I I don't know, but I want that it, scene more than the entire movie. I I agree. That was arguably what the fact that also they had Stan Lee saying, "Yeah, super fine, crazy, sexy, <laughs> like, fine, yeah." <laughs> that was such a fucking oh god. We hold on before we actually progress. We need to talk about Stanley. Yeah, I was just thinking that. I agree. I because, look. Because, if they're fucking with Stan the way they're saying they're fucking with Stan, somebody needs to get slapped around. Someone needs a goddamn timeout because this is right. bullshit. Yeah, you don't. Stan, you don't. You don't mm. fuck with Stan the man. I mean, you. You know. He, God, he he is essentially the closest thing. He is not only, I mean, I said that, like, Iron Man is the grandfather of the MCU. We wouldn't have an MCU if it wasn't for three key people. And that is Kevin Feige. That is Jon Favreau. And you could even combine Jon Favreau and Robert Downey Jr. together for that little thing. But above all, stand the fucking man, Excelsior, you know, needs recognition. He's 95. He's on his he's on his last fucking legs. Yep. Whatever fucking you know animantian you know metal he has left in him <laughs> is 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 rusting out, and he deserves respect. I I'm and, gonna take I'm gonna take you a step further. Are you ready for this? I'm ready, buddy. It's not even Stan, and I love Stan. All props and credit to Stan. It's his late wife. Oh God, you're so right. Because she, he was ready to quit Marvel, and she's told him, and this story is public knowledge. People have heard this. I'm not talking out of turn here. People, have, she said to him, if you're going to quit, write your story. Write whatever you want to write. If they don't like it, you're leaving it anyway. And if they like it, great. And he wrote the Fantastic Four, and that started it at all. If we don't that have that it. moment, we don't have Marvel. We don't have an MCU. We don't have the three people you're talking about to shoot these movies. It doesn't happen. It's his wife that saved everything. Yeah, she. If if he is the grandfather of the MCU, she is the fairy godmother. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I she, wish I remembered she, her name. I'm, I hope you're looking it up because I'm not. I'm looking it up right now because she deserves to. Uh, have her voice. I mean, we're we're, you know, we we don't do our homework as much as we should on I on here. But like we, that, it, <laughs> I'm talking about in terms of like you know, uh, you know, fact checking and everything like that. I'm trying to find while you're looking that up. I will say, Joan. what Joan? Yes, that's right, Joan Joan Lee, and she. We just yeah. lost her last year, if I recall. So. July sixth, twenty seventeen. Oh yeah, God, she 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 was ninety five too. 
Yeah, Damn. I think Stan's ninety-seven. They're not the same age. He's older than her. No, I think he's. I'm pretty sure. I think he's ninety-five. But I'll look him up, dude. I I'm looking on this. There, it shows a little snippet. I guess she was in a couple of the, um, the MCU movies? movies. She was she was in a couple of movies as well. <clears throat> she was in Apoc- uh, X Men Apocalypse. Uh, does it say what she was? She was Joni Lee. <laughs> no, but doesn't say what the character was. Joni Lee. Okay, but that doesn't. Unfortunately, it doesn't help me remember what the character was. But I get it. Uh, what she was. Uh, it shows a photo of her. And what it was was it looks like she and Stan Lee were hugging each other outside of a door, looking at some destruction. So whatever Stan Lee's cameo that. was, like I'll 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 show you on the screen, but you're not going to see it very well. So actually, I see it pretty well, and I remember that. I know what that is. That's I, when not... when Apocalypse is tearing the world. Well, I guess technically Magneto's tearing the world apart, but towards the end of the movie. S- Spoilers, um, dude! Come on. Um, so, yeah. And one last thing we should say about it, and this is kind of like I was gonna say an homage to our Lord and Savior, but I feel like I'm taking it too far. Kevin Smith came out and said, "If Stan needs a place to stay, he can come live with me." Come on. Uh, Kevin is is easily the most generous fucking guy in Hollywood, but yeah, I also Stan. You know, I think I don't. I don't know. I don't know the full story, but I, you, you know, I don't know. If Stan is is being manipulated, or if his blood's being taken, or if he's, or if he's fine. We we may be looking too think, far into it because we care. I think he's fine, but I do think he's being manipulated at the same time. If that makes sense, like from a health perspective, I mean, he's fuck, he's ninety five or whatever he is. I mean, shit, but. Otherwise, I think he's all right health-wise, but I think people were manipulate him, manipulating him. I'm not sure about the blood thing. Like, I've heard the story, too. I don't know how true it is, though, and I'm, I'm not willing to speculate on that because it's, it's too fucking weird. But right. as, far as, as far as manipulation goes, yeah, I think that's happening to him. Because I, I work in an, an industry where I see that happen to people all the time. Um, yeah. And... You know, I, I'll say this much. I work in the banking industry. I won't say more than that. But And it happens in the banking all the time. And that's where they're saying it's happening to Stan. That people are fucking with his accounts. And so that wouldn't surprise me if it is actually happening. And if it is, it's a damn fucking shame. Because first off, it shouldn't happen to anybody, number one. Number two, on top of that, it's Stan fucking Lee. I mean, come on. Yeah. It's he, it, it, he is he's Shakespeare of this millennium. I mean, he really is. Whether yeah, you like Shakespeare or not, it's it's the impact level. Do you know what I mean? He, Absolutely. And it seems like they're now fully taking advantage. If, if there is anyone taking advantage of him, it they it, they timed it right after his wife died. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, they totally waited. Yeah. It sounds like she was probably one of the only few people who was, like, still protecting his personal life. Oh, definitely. So... All, Look, uh, all, all uh, kudos to uh, to Kevin Smith for offering him a place to stay. All at this point, it, it shouldn't just be that like Kevin offers him a house to like recuperate or live or die in or whatever. The police should be involved. There should be a fucking investigation. Oh, and I, I think there is, and I, and I don't think, I, I just think Kev was giving him a, an opportunity to live. 
You know, it wasn't even about protecting him, although I get your point, and I'm sure he would have. But it was just like, Stan, come stay here. Be you. Be Stan. You know what I mean? And we'll make sure that you get to be Stan, you know? But he is 95, and unfortunately, life happens, and you need to prepare for things. And And on a much lighter note, that's why they've shot, like, 10 Stan Lee scenes for the next movies coming because in case he's no longer here, they can still put Stan in the movies because he's been in every one of them. Even um, he's been in every one of them. Yeah, he hasn't been in every single Marvel movie, but he's definitely been in every MCU I, movie. I think he's been in every Marvel movie too. I, I think no, he has. He, he, he wasn't in X-Men 2. Oh, X-Men 2, like the original trilogy X-Men 2? Picard and them? Yeah. Okay. That I, you're probably right. I can't argue with that. But he's been in ninety percent of even the even the MCTVU, if you will. The, like the like I was just watching an episode of Jessica Jones the other because I'm still working my way through season two, and he's not in the show that I've seen yet. But a bus drove away, and there's an ad for like a mortgage company or something, and the guy selling the mortgage is Stanley. Yeah, if for the Defenders series, like meaning Punisher, yeah. uh, you know Jessica Jones, all those ones, he's usually a photo in the background, right? But he's still there, and it's homage to Stan, and it's awesome. Let me uh, let me see if I can give you a trivia question without you looking it up, and I sure. I need to remember like his name. But get, do you remember like Stanley is cameoed in in tons of his uh, products uh, in terms of the movies. Can you name me the movie and the character that he plays where he actually plays a character that he wrote? Oh, God. So he's no. actually playing, so he's playing a character. So. He's not just having a cameo. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, he, even in all those cameos, he plays a character, but you're talking about like he's throughout the movie? Like he, like he actually has a name instead of like Watcher Informant or, or, or DJ or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I can't but not to get away from your question, because I'm thinking about it while you're we're talking. I can't believe he actually showed up in Deadpool. Like I love that he did it, and I love that he was okay with it, and especially the role they had him playing. But I'm surprised he did it. Well, he said that was too his far favorite cameo he's ever filmed. Is it really? I didn't hear that. Okay. Yeah, he said that. That's even that makes it that much more awesome. Honestly, um, to your question, uh, I don't know it. I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I just don't know it. Okay, I'm I'm finding it. I just want to confirm that I'm correct. Okay, so it was, it was Fantastic Four. Anyway, oh God, well, he plays he plays Willie Lumpkin. Oh, the the doorman or the yeah guard. Yeah. I didn't know that that character had a name, but sure, I remember that. Yeah, that because everything else. I'm going through his filmography in like Hulk, he's security guard, and Daredevil's old man crossing. He was in the Princess Diaries too. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't. Let's right, not anyway. go there. <laughs> okay, but like, I mean, in X Men: The Last Stand, he's a he's water hoseman. I was right. He was not in X Men Two, but he was in Spider Man. He was in X Men One, but he wasn't in X Men Two. Okay, but, but I mean, X- yeah. So he's been in everything else, with the exception of like um, X Two, and I mean, we're 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 getting all over the place. Yeah, but, you I, know, he, to to your point though. And it will bring us back around. He's been in every MCU. The current incarnation Which, of the MCU, he's been in every one of them, at least for a few seconds. 
which means if if Marvel and I believe they would do this, but I think they should do this when he dies, they should have a intro or or at the end of the film of every single cameo he's done as like a supercut or at least a, a a bonus feature on the DVD release, you know. No, it's got. I think it should be. I mean, it should be on the DVD, I agree. but it should also be in the theater. I no, I I agree, but I'd be okay if it's at least a bonus feature. I agree with you. It should be at the theater, but if it's not and it's at least a bonus feature, at least some form of homage to him, I'm okay with that. Yeah, it, it um, has. To, I mean, because it, you know, eventually it's going to get to a point where we're not going to have any more Stanley cameos, and we're yeah. we're going to just be looking for them out of habit. I I the. I haven't really woken up oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, <laughs> I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it. I was thinking about that yesterday, and it actually pained me to think about. I, I don't want to think about that time. I don't. It's almost more upsetting than what happened in Infinity War. No, I'd put it equal with, but yeah, yeah. it's it's it would be upsetting. But like you said, as long as they give him the proper send-off when the time comes, then that's that's what they need to do. And And I have faith that they will. Whether it's what you're suggesting or something else, they will give him the send off that he He's, deserves. Yeah, they'll give him his uh, his due credit. Right. Okay, let me ask you a question. Yes, is there who do you think? Can you tell me a character that has evolved over the course of the MCU in impactful way? Like, like for example, easy one would be Thor because Thor went from you know arrogant, egotistical, bloodthirsty god, you know, to basically being, like, more humble, you know, not to mention you got his haircut and he got Milnor destroyed, you know, like, have, have, can you see another character, because they're all going through all their own arcs, but not as significantly as, like, the main players like Captain America or Iron Man. Right, and personally for me, it is Iron Man. He's had the biggest transformation and people make the argument that he is the reason they're in the mess they're in, and that may be true, and that's worth a conversation. But if you see, and you talked about it already, if you see Tony at the beginning of Iron Man 1, you know, gambling, drinking, smoking, sexaholic, you know, whatever, and you look at Tony at the end of the Infinity War, that's a different person. That's two very, different people. Very much so. Um, I would also... I don't know if Tony's to blame for this movie, though. No, no, no. Um, but there's arguments that have been made that Age of Ultron I doesn't mean, happen without Tony. You know what I mean? And I mean, Age of Ultron definitely was, was Tony's fault. Uh, the Avengers, you could definitely say that he, he definitely had a, a hand in, uh, a hand in, um, but ultimately as he, as it turns out, whether 
let's just say for the sake of argument, Age of Ultron didn't happen. Okay. Right. Thanos was still going to try invade Earth. Sure. So no matter what, with the exception of maybe there would be no vision, no pun intended. No, I get uh, it. It would just be easier for him to get the scepter and the, the and the mind stone. So you could almost argue that Age of Ultron, the most important thing that happened into it is because uh, it needed to create vision. Okay. So whether that's Tony's fault, I mean, whether it is his fault or not, it still is what it is. And not every hero is perfect. Every hero is trying to do what he can to improve. And he had good intentions. He wanted to make a security blanket for the fucking world. I would argue that you can't be a hero without a flaw. I, I think you can't. You have to have a flaw I, somewhere. I absolutely agree. You have to. I mean, like I said, I was talking about Thor earlier. Like Thor, a ghost. I think Thor may actually go through more of a mind fuck. I mean, look, it's unanimous. Every hero goes through some shit. Yeah. Iron Man, uh, even, I mean, honestly, Black Panther really kind of didn't really, like, go through as much traumatic shit as much well, as the other ones. No, no, that's that's for sure. And you can say that about a couple of them. But there's that scene in Black Panther where he's in the spiritual plane the second time and after he's found out about what his father did, and he's pretty tormented. I mean, comparatively speaking, it's not the most tormented thing that we've seen, but he's tormented in that. It wasn't like he found out, you know, that Bucky killed his fucking parents. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, no, as I'm saying, there's different levels of torment here, and I totally yeah. agree with you, but there's some degree of torment there, too, even. I, I definitely think that every hero, in order to be a hero, has had to hit rock bottom. Iron Man did it. Thor had to go through it. Thor had to lose his hammer in order to realize yep. that he could be a god without a hammer. Yep. Um... Honestly, it, I I just want to talk about Ragnarok for one second. Yeah, Ragnarok has gotten so much love, and it's like even my friend loves that movie. He's like, "Dude, Ragnarok is the best," and I'm like, "Ragnarok is definitely one of the funniest I've ever seen." But it also, I'm not overly fond of it. I like it. I like it fine, but it's I'm the not best of the calling Thor it the movies. best. What? It's the best of the Thor movies. Of the three Thors, that's the best one. It's the best of the Thor movies, but at the same time, it doesn't feel like part of the Thor trilogy. And that's what I have a problem with, is that I'm not fond of movies that deviate so far where it doesn't even feel like its own fucking trilogy. Like, Captain America feels like a trilogy. Yeah, well, I could argue that it doesn't for one reason, because Civil War feels more like an Avengers movie than a Cap movie. I, I agree with that. And you could also argue the same thing. Iron Man 3 doesn't feel like an Iron Man trilogy because he's not really Iron Man throughout the whole film. But it I, still I totally feels like an Iron that. Man. But it, it feels like those movies feel more like part of the part of their trilogies than Thor does for me. Because Thor, Ragnarok, is just basically Guardians of the Galaxy with Thor. Yeah, I I can see that argument. And, and I'd even argue that it may... It, Oh, I lost my ability to talk. It may even needed it to be done to tie it together to set up for the Infinity War. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it did, but also at the same time, the only thing that really kind of uh, is related to Infinity War is he meets Hulk in space. 
he he learns to sort of be more humble because he loses his hammer and, and his eye and well at the same time the eye didn't do shit because he got a cybernetic eye later so really what difference does that make well okay i figure we get to that in a minute but yeah the only i mean odin dies okay but at this end, and me, but like really, the only thing that really sets up Infinity War is the final credit scene, which is Thanos's ship arriving. By the way, Thanos's ship looks like a fucking Hot Wheels race car loop. Yeah. Wait, I, I, all, I, go ahead. Okay, <laughs> silence. Um, but I'd also argue the redemption of the relationship between Loki and Thor sets up for part of the Infinity War as well. Maybe. I'd like to think Loki would have, like, even if, like, Ragnarok hadn't happened, he probably would have been like, you know what? I'm going up against Thanos. I should save my brother one more time. I, I don't know. I, I, I do see your point, and I'm not saying that you're flat out wrong, but I, I don't know that. Um... And I will tell you that... Oh, shit, I just lost my point. Fuck! I hate that. Um, Oh, if I get it back, I'll go there. Damn it! I think the problem I had was just, like, it was too goofy for the sake of being goofy. Uh, No, I will... I would argue that that was more Guardians 2. Guardians 2 was so over the top, and... And I loved Guardians 1 so much. And 2 tried to art, and I'll be specific, Drax. They tried to make him too much the, the what's the word I'm looking for? The, the comedy, th- there's a word for it. The, comedy relief. Yeah, thank you. Oh, Christ, the coffee hasn't kicked in yet. Um, yeah, Fuck you, you had coffee. Him, and I know it hasn't kicked in. Um, they tried to make him too much the comic relief, though. Like... He, they put him too over the top, and they scaled him back a little bit for the Infinity War, which I liked. I don't mind him being funny with these one-offs, like, and I know we're going to get into Infinity War, but the scene where he's pre- thinks he's invisible because he's moving so fucking slow, that was funny, but it was the right level of funny. Whereas I felt like with Guardians 2, they, they pushed that way harder. You know what I mean? Like, they just it, they made it too much. Does that make sense? Yeah, because yeah, I, I agree with that because they it had to one up its first one. But it didn't. That's the problem. They pushed it so but, hard, I think they made it worse. But you know, there are people who think Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two was better than the first one. So it's just well, our they're opinion. Wrong. But for, for <laughs> but for, for Ragnarok for me, it's like, did we really need Jeff Goldblum being Jeff Goldblum in that fucking movie? No. And and apparently from the little bit I read, he is the brother of the collector, and they should have tied that together better than they did. Um, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because remind me to remind me after we're done talking about the Infinity War because I read this fucking nutty theory that like I'm like okay that might work. Okay, but so I'll tell you about I'll tell you about that that theory later after Infinity. War. You know what? Honestly, let's talk about Infinity War. Well, wait. Before we do that, there's a question I want to ask you overall MCU because I think it's a good thing to talk about before we get to the movie. But I agree. We need to get there. Um, Discarding Iron Man 1 and the Infinity War, just for a second, what is your favorite movie from the MCU and your least favorite movie from the MCU? 
or, oh. or let me phrase it this way. Let me let me phrase it this way. It doesn't have to be favorite. Which one? Okay, I'm just gonna add a third question. I'm keeping those two. Which one took you by surprise the most, negatively or positively? I don't care. Okay. Um, I'll start with my least favorite was Thor: The Dark World. Okay. I it, it, to me it has an unmemorable villain. It has the only the only significance of it is it has an Infinity Stone. So when I'm like at work and I'm recommending the Marvel movies to people who like I just I don't want to watch all of them. I just want to watch the ones that are important to Infinity War. I'm like, hate it or not, you got to watch Dark the Dark World because it talks about Infinity Stone. Well, okay, and I, I want you to answer the rest of my questions. But to that point, I heard a something I was going to bring up later anyway, but you've touched on it here, so I want to ask your opinion. I was listening to something where they were talking about Infinity War without spoilers, which was great because I didn't want that. But they said the only movies you really, really, really had to see if you've never seen the MCU at all to set up to go watch Infinity War was Spider-Man Homecoming, Black Panther, oh, what was the other one? I think they said Guardians 1. Civil War. And... And Civil War, yeah, that was it. They said if you watch those movies, just those movies, you'll have enough information to go in and understand what's happening in Infinity War. Um, uh, honestly, I would go Avengers. Okay, first one. I would, I would go first Avengers. I would go um, Cap Civil War. I would go Thor Ragnarok. I would go... Oh, they did say Eight. Ragnarok. Ragnarok was part of that. I'm sorry. That's my fault. I, didn't mean I, would, to cut I, I would also go Age of Ultron for the introduction of Vision. Okay. Okay. I could see that. Um, and I would I would I don't think you need Spider-Man Homecoming because re- Spider-Man Homecoming is his own personal story. It doesn't it hardly even affects um the Avengers. It, it hardly really affects Spider-Man or or the Avengers on a whole. It, it just affects Spider-Man personally. I would disagree for one reason. The relationship between Tony and Peter. They set a nice groundwork for that in Homecoming. The, I haven't really woken up until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Which I think plays a role in Infinity War. War. What's that? Yeah, but you saw that very... There's more impact in what happens in Infinity War if you've seen that relationship in Homecoming. If you've only seen it in Civil War, I don't think it has the same impact when you see what happens in Infinity War. I agree with that. If you want the emotional impact, then yes, definitely see Spider-Man Homecoming. But you could argue the same thing. Like, oh, if you want the same emotional impact of the Guardians of the Galaxy, you should see both of them. You see what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't agree, but I get your point. I understand what you're saying. I don't agree with the premise. but The, the only reason why we're saying see Spider-Man Homecoming is because Spider-Man in, in Infinity War broke our fucking hearts. Yeah. So we want you to anyway. suffer as much as we did. Yeah. Anyway, so I'll go back to my questions, though. So, so, um, uh, so my least favorite was Thor: The Dark World. Also, I'm kind of fucking annoyed that like they just dropped Jane Foster. Like, yeah. I really would like to see a little bit of reason why it didn't work out, or at least just have one more little cameo. 
Right, and I, I know nothing in terms of why, but my guess is either Natalie Portman didn't want to do any more of the movies or she was asking for too much money. But I don't know that for a fact. That's my opinion. I heard that she just wasn't, like, into them anymore. She was, like, into it because she signed up with, like, I want to be with Ken Branagh. Ken Branagh doing a Thor film and then Ken Branagh. And then I don't even know who the fuck did Thor of the Dark World. So Yeah, I – she was such an ancillary character, though, that losing her didn't have a major impact on the overall story arc. I get your point, but it doesn't have that. It doesn't affect things too deeply to have her gone. But she has a significant part in the comics where she she takes on the mantle of Thor. Oh, is she the one? I see that I didn't know. So you, yeah, you know she's, more about la- that she's Lady Thor. So it's really kind of like 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 my my same argument is that. Whether people want to acknowledge it or not, the Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton is part of the MCU. Oh, it is. It is. And and I'm kind of like wondering when the fuck is Liv Tyler going to come back? I don't think she's going to. I think the only way they're going to reference that movie is is the general. I think that's the extent of the reference you're going to see to that movie. But you know why they keep bringing back uh, Ross, right? The general? Yeah. I know, well, really, no. Because he's the Red Hulk. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. I so didn't know that. General General Ross is the Red Hulk. So I think they're they're keeping they're bringing him back in like Civil War and in Infinity. Was he Infinity War? I don't remember. Yes, yeah, briefly was, as a hologram. Yeah. So they're they're bringing him back just so we're like, oh yeah, he's in this. And so when he, he if they choose to turn him into the, the Red Hulk, we're not going to be like, oh shit, they went there. But at the same time. They also set up the fucking leader in the Incredible Hulk, who's yeah. like, I mean, Speaking and they of, just drop that for sure. Like, well, but see, and unfortunately, that goes back to the legal stuff between Universal and Marvel and all that shit. But my, real quick, my understanding. Go ahead. Teaser. There's a very important thing that we're gonna talk about that involves the color red coming up when we talk Infinity War. Because I didn't see that coming. Uh, oh, oh, okay. I will talk about that, and I'll and I'll tell you my thoughts on that. Um, so my my favorite one from between Iron Man and uh, Infinity War. I still honestly like it gets a lot of hate, but I have a lot of love for Age of Ultron. Okay. Based primarily on James Spader's fucking performance as Ultron. Oh, he was so good. Yeah, he was so good. Like, For not actually ever appearing on screen, ridiculous. He has the most hypnotic and chilling and terrifying and calming yeah. voice. Like It's a mixture of everything you fear and love. That delivery I mean, was... Oof. Do you understand that as an Italian, like, Pinocchio is sacred? Yeah. So when he did... You know, I had strings, but yeah. now I'm free. There are no strings on me. You're like, fuck you, Ultron, for making me fear that fucking song. Okay, I'm going to tie our two episodes together for a split second, and I'm either going to get crucified for this question, or you're going to like it. I'm not sure. That performance as Ultron on par with James Earl Jones as Vader? Um, not or, or on is, is, par. 
Or is is Vader just so far ahead of anything that you can't? Vader is is significantly because Vader like we grew to love and fear and but that voice was so chilling that's my that's the point I'm trying to get at I, I I'm not looking at the characters because Vader far beyond I'm are talking, you talking about the, are you talking about the character you're just talking about the voice I'm talking about that voice delivery I mean Vader Vader's a voice all right. I'll, I'd put it this way. Let's let's quick hypothetical situation. You're in a dark alley, don't know where you are, and suddenly you hear Vader's voice behind you saying something menacing. I don't know. Like I'm gonna get you. I don't care. But he says something menacing. You're gonna shit yourself. I argue the same thing with Spader's delivery. Um, I would probably be more unnerved by Ultron's voice because it has a hypnotic tendency in, in timber in his voice where it's cheer. It's, it's chilling and it's kind of funny because he's very deadpan and dry and witty. Yeah. yeah. There, there is Vader. Even when Vader's cracking jokes, like don't choke on your own ambition or aspirations or whatever the fuck he says, he's making a dad joke. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. it's not it's not funny. It's just really kind of like I'm not gonna laugh because he'll fucking kill me. But with Ultron, it's like I think if I laughed at his joke, he would just kill me later. Okay. Yeah, I get it. I get it. And that's what I'm saying. So, from from a character I, as the overall character arc, Vader is in a pantheon, Mount Rushmore, whatever you want to call it. Like you can't sure. touch Vader. But just from a delivery it's fucking close. From a vocal yeah, delivery, I'll, it's fucking close. I'll give you the flip side of that. Okay. Ultron would not be on par with Vader, but fucking Thanos definitely would be. <sighs> for, for the amount of ferocity that I saw Thanos unleash in that movie, as well as Josh Brolin's voice. Wait, are we talking overall character, or are we talking just delivery? I'm talking everything. Because Okay, because... And we can get into this in a minute, but I actually found myself at points throughout the movie liking Thanos, or at least feeling bad for the guy. I, I, I understood... It, it, the fucked up thing was is that we thought Killmonger in Black Panther had a reason to be it had his own reason and we're like sympathetic. Right. Thanos, whether you agree with his method or not, has a reason. Has a very sound point. Yeah, I I I, I have to be there with you on that, and and I didn't expect that going in. That surprised me. Like I I wanted to go in and just be like. This motherfucker needs to go. And I... By the end of the movie, because of what happens, I found myself feeling that way. But up to that moment, not so much, if that makes sense. But it's really... Do you know the original reason why Thanos is all about like trying to fuck with the universe? Okay, so public disclosure, my knowledge of the books is not as deep as my knowledge of the movies. So okay. I I know who I've known who Thanos is. When I heard that name the first time, I wasn't like, "Oh, who the fuck is that?" I knew that name and I knew 
I'm a person who does a lot of equivalents, and I'm also a big DC DC fan. Not necessarily the DCU, and we'll save that for another episode. But sure. So I I do a thing where I tend to equate characters between the two worlds. So like I, I agree. I and I do both as well. So Dark Side is Thanos, for an example. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Batman and Tony or Batman and Iron Man, an argument could be made and we'll do that one day, I'm sure, but you get my point. Like Yeah. So I know the gravity of the characters, and some of them I know their story more than others, but, you know, I don't know Thanos' motivations as well as you seem to. The main the main thing with Thanos is, yes, he does want to, like, you know, he does want to even out the universe. He was, he does, he does have that, that sort of thing. He also has his own sort of revenge thing because he was, bef- he was born deformed. And okay. like his mother wanted to kill him and tried to kill him when he was like an infant. Oh wow! And so he like so he's learned mean. how. Yeah, you know, he, he comes from like royal fucked up parentage and shit like that. Like he's he's like from a royal family. Okay. And he he like was hell bent on revenge from like a baby. So he all he knew all his life was destruction and Anger death. And, yeah. But but the main thing was that he was literally in love with love with death meaning not just like oh i love death and destruction but like he was literally in love with the physical embodiment of death Hmm. okay so like kate blanchett in ragnarok is the goddess of death right so i was really kind of surprised that they introduced her and then not have her be a main reason why Thanos was trying to bring down the world. Hmm. You know, because I was like, oh shit, like she's Lady Death. Like that's the whole point. And then I'm like, can you kill death? Can you kill the goddess of death? Yeah, it's a good question. And and I want to get back to those questions I asked you, but real quick, I do want to touch on how good was she in that movie? Whether you liked the movie or not, she was ridiculously good in that movie. I thought she she looked like she was having fun, but I expected more from her. Okay, I, I thought I thought she underperformed personally, and the reason why is because she was overshadowed by all the humor, and she was overshadowed by fucking Korg and Jeff Goldblum. Like she I don't should feel have that been. Way. I don't think I don't think he overshined her. I I totally I thought like she, I thought she was more, a more memorable villain, especially since she was the first female villain. Definitely. Um, but I kind of want her to be more impressive, more charming, and more brutal than Loki. And I just kind of saw her as a female Loki. I don't know if I agree with that, but I need time to process that. I will tell you this. It was definitely better than the villain she played in Crystal Skull. So, Oh, for sure. I, but... I, I definitely agree with that. All right. So we still need to touch on the one that surprised you the most. Like the one that you didn't go into with and what I mean by that is like let's say you didn't go into it with high expectations you're like okay it's part of the MCU I love the MCU so I'm gonna watch it I'm gonna enjoy it but after you watched it you went oh shit that was much better than I expected or or whatever I mean the obvious answer would be like something like Guardians of the Galaxy or Ant-Man because something that was just like oh who gives a shit about Ant-Man or something like who the fuck are the Guardians of the Galaxy I mean Guardians of the Galaxy the first one 
took me by total surprise. And it took everyone by total surprise because you want to talk about how, like, Iron Man is, like, a lesser hero than, like, Spider-Man. I mean, he's not the, the top tier. Guardians of the Galaxy are, like, the even more, like, random, obscure, like, who the fuck is Groot? So, <laughs> but that, I mean, that one, for sure, I had the biggest... Like, oh, wow, that was not what I was expecting. But I think the one that impacted me on a more personal level was probably Civil War. Okay. And the main reason why... Go for it. ...is because, one, you're right. It does seem like Avengers 2.5. Which I'm fine with, by the way. I'm I'm fine with that, too. I'm, I'm happy with every Marvel movie to be basically another poor man's Avengers and then they have their big Avengers movie. Yeah. Um, I'm actually, I'm at a point now where I'm a little disappointed if we don't get a cameo. That's just me. Like, it doesn't mean I don't like the movie or I think they made a terrible movie or anything to that severity. But like, I go into those movies now going, Oh God, who are we going to see? Like, even if it's two minutes, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were happy that Falcon showed up in Ant-Man. We're like, Hey, it's an Avenger. Right. Yeah. But for me, the biggest personal thing was because I liked Winter Soldier, but I didn't love it as much as everyone else did because I think I was just kind of like, I was like, eh, it's Captain America. Oh, well, whatever. But after rewatching it a couple of times, like, okay, Winter Soldier is really fucking good. It, it's arguably one of the ones that changed the fucking uh, tone of the MCU. Oh, because for sure. it it was, it became like a 70s espionage political thriller that just happened to have captain america in it yeah i look i got to i got to tell you real quick as a whole because i don't and uh, we could spawn a whole thing but because i don't really consider civil war a captain america movie i know in the official layout it's a cap movie but i don't consider it a cap movie i'm not right. a fan of the cat movies. Like I, I get their place, their purpose, and you need them to have the MCU play out the way that it does. Like if you don't have those, it doesn't make any sense, but eh, <laughs> and that's all of them. I mean, again, if I'm, I, I guess I can't say all of them. It's just the two because I'm discrediting civil war is more of an Avengers movie, but eh, I, I, I have a, I have a fondness for the first Avenger because it's set in the 40s, and I'm a 40s nut. I love the 40s and 50s and shit like that. No oh, good, then. You're going to love coming to our wedding. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm invited? Dude, how are you not invited? I didn't know. I didn't. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm, I'd be happy to come. Fuck if... Look, if I had my way, we'd do an episode live from the reception. I don't think Dev's going to let that happen. But... <laughs> I don't think people at your reception are going to be like, happy to hear us make dick and fart jokes and talk about the Avengers and shit. Well, yeah, but still. Anyway, we'll get into that because I have some ideas, but let's get back to your point. So, Civil War impacted me on a personal level because even though I saw Winter Soldier, I had completely fucking forgotten that Bucky killed Tony's parents. Yeah, but you don't find out that till Civil War, I thought. Or am I missing something? Maybe I'm losing you a little bit. They gave you a clue in Winter Soldier that Bucky, Winter Soldier, killed Tony's parents. Okay, I have to go back and watch it, I think. 
it, it's during when they're talking to the Armin Zola computer thing. And okay. he's talking about how. Oh, how right, because they show Hydra... the scene. They show the, cam- the camera angle, right? Don't they show that? No, it, it showed a uh, newspaper. That's right. Okay, I do. Uh, yeah, this is starting to kind of come back to me now. It showed a newspaper article, and it was him talking about, like, you know, the, the German, he's like, you know, you know, uh, enemies were taken down. And, you know, we had we had to have the Winter Soldier take down our enemies. And it showed, like, a newspaper cutout of, like, uh, Howard and Maria Stark killed in, in car, car accident. accident. Yeah, and it implied I, I that, that Winter Soldier killed them. Yeah. I didn't so tie that I, together till you just said it, but it makes sense. Go ahead. So I missed that. It may, I may have, when I saw Winter Soldier, it just didn't connect to me or, or I didn't, or I missed that one second of screen time of the newspaper print. So it never dawned on me that fucking Bucky killed Tony's parents. And even at the time it was like, okay, well, what does it matter? And then we got more into Tony's life and his relationship with his father in the beginning of Civil War and how it was kind of strained. And then we saw that opening scene where they're in a car accident and blah 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 and we don't know it's bucky or we don't we don't know it's uh tony's parents we just see bucky um on a motorcycle crashing a car and at the same time it should be totally fucking obvious rewatching civil war where it's like okay something happened with bucky and so at the same time something happened to tony's parents right but i would argue and and I- I'm afraid it's going to spawn in a whole different direction. I don't want to do that right now. But I would argue that what set Tony off about that was not that he killed his father; it's that he killed his mother. Because they. Well, they, I agree. I you're, you're bringing me my you're bringing me my point. Okay, go ahead. So my point is is like yeah, he, even though it sucks, his father was killed, and like I said, I went through my whole marathon, so I rewatched the first. I, I rewatched all the Captain Americas. It's really interesting to see. How Bucky and and Steve Rogers are at that like that uh, expo show and shows young Howard Stark showing his like flying car thing. Yeah. And for like a split second, as I'm watching, I just burst out laughing. I'm like, oh my god, Bucky's looking on stage, being like, I'm gonna kill you in like 50 years. Yeah. Yeah. So what 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 hit me the most was. That whether you agree with the Sokovia Accords or who's right, Captain America or Iron Man in all Civil War, it I don't care. I don't I don't care about that whole thing. But the fact that it was brother against brother, friend against friend, teammate against teammate, battling it out because Tony's main like issue was he's like, I don't care. He killed my mom. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Yep. Kick his fucking ass. Yep. Fuck up, fucky. Fuck you, fucky. And like, <laughs> you know what to say? You know, it's like, yeah, okay, he got his brain in a blender. He's the fucking Manchurian candidate. All that shit. He didn't know what he was doing. But the real fucked up thing is, is when you rewatch Civil War, he, uh, Bucky beats Howard to death with his steel arm. Yep. But when he kills his mom, it's a he uses his hand. Oh, that's right. You're right. Yeah. He chokes her out. Yep. It's a more personal death. It could have been quick. It could have been just as brutal. But he's like, nope, I'm just going to slowly suffocate you. As you, li- as you sit there in fear and agony and and just be terrified. And your, thought- for your last thought. I thought he Your broke her neck. I'm never going to see my what? I thought he broke her neck. I didn't think he choked her down. 
No, because you hear her gagging. Okay. Okay. I Again, it's been a while since... Well, I tend... When I go to Civil War now, I tend to go right to the airport scene. Not because I don't like the rest of the movie, but that scene is so good. I tend to go right to the airport scene and watch from there forward. I would also argue, as a villain, Zemo is, is a far more interesting villain than the other generic villains that we had, like, you know, oh, Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy or Thor of the Dark World. I mean... His was, I mean, his his plan, he was unbelievably fucking lucky that it worked out how it did. Yeah. And in no way would that exist in a real world. That only exists in a comic book world. Yeah. Um, but I like the fact that he was just a man who was out for revenge. It was very, and the whole the Civil War is just a personal film. And that's why it hit me on a more personal thing because, um, you know, yeah, we never saw Tony and Steve, um, like, meet up in Avengers Infinity War. So I'm still like, that is going to happen. Yeah. Where they're going to bump into that. each other, and there's going to be some fucking dialogue. Well, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm curious. I'm very curious. Um, and we're going to get to that, because I definitely want to deep dive that movie. That's the one I want to deep dive, is, is Infinity War. But... And I don't want to get into a giant political conversation, but you know that they changed the accords in the Civil War, the movie, from the comic book. This is one of the comic book pieces of information I do know. Right. From what happens in the comic books because of things that have actually happened in our real world that they felt right. like it was going to hit too close to home for too many people. Um. Are you okay with that change? I personally am, but I'm curious your thoughts. Yeah, I'm fine with it because the MCU does not necessarily have to bleed into our world and vice versa. Right, and it also doesn't have to mirror the comics directly, I don't think. Yeah, it it doesn't have – it could be its own new thing because if it's a direct adaptation, we're going to know everything. So there's not going to be a surprise. I don't need uh, there to be any references like President Trump in the MCU. God, I hope not. But anyway, go ahead. No, because the president in in their one is is fucking the dude from Shawshank. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't remember his name, but I know you're talking about. Yeah, so uh, William Sadler, that's his name. Is that the character or the actor? That's the actor. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the character's name, but that's fine. It's not important. President President Ellis. That's it. Thank you. Damn. See, I, I I just I just rewatched all of them, so no, I, I, I have I have a I have a brain like a sponge for this shit. No, I, I usually do too, but I'm just not firing on all cylinders today. So, uh, so yeah, but also I would say Civil War is the most recent linchpin where everything is like it's the most biggest event that if you like. Just need a quick, like, what the fuck did I miss? Just watch Civil War. Because, you know, Vision is there. Um, the majority of Avengers are there. But it's a big fucking deal because uh, Rhodey gets paralyzed, even though that really didn't last long. Um, yeah, but you knew it Cap, wouldn't. <laughs> you need to see it. But uh, Cap and and, um, and Iron Man have a falling out. The Avengers are broken up. And Captain America, like, Gives up being Captain America, he becomes Nomad. Um, oh, is that the cat? Is that what I didn't know there was a name for that? 
it's a name, but they didn't, ex- they didn't explicitly call it. They, they basically said he is in the vein of Nomad. He's the sp- he has the spirit of Nomad. Yeah. Um, so whenever someone's like, what's the biggest one I should see that would make Avengers Infinity War make the most sense? I'm like, just watch Captain America Civil War. That's all you need to do. Maybe that one and Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I I feel like there should be another one, but I'm not sure which. But I get your point. Well, I don't disagree. It'd be, honestly, it'd be, it'd be Civil War, it'd be Guardians, and it'd be Thor Ragnarok. There you go. I would I would agree with that. If you want a little bit of... Well, okay, so let's... let's I, I'm going to answer my own question in a minute, but to your point... um. The Wednesday before I saw... The... I haven't really woken up. Until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Introducing Venture X, Capital One's new travel card for people always asking, Where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Avengers Infinity War, which was yesterday. I was listening to a show where people were talking about the Infinity War without spoilers, which I very much appreciate. And they... The one thing that everyone on the show kept saying was you kind of need to see Black Panther to uh, – and I can see you because we're doing this on Skype, and I know you're about to shake your head and disagree. And I agree that you don't need to see Black Panther, but I can tell you I appreciated the last act of Infinity War more because I saw Black Panther. Does that make sense? So you don't need it to to be able to enjoy the story or understand the story. But I don't think I would have had as much in, uh, enjoyment emotional. of the story. Not even emotional. Like, I think, I, I don't think the emotion because, well, maybe a little bit. But I, I definitely appreciated the story more because there are little things that are done in Infinity War that come from Black Panther that if you haven't seen it, you won't fully understand. It doesn't mean you wouldn't understand the story, the overall story arc, but you wouldn't understand these little things that are happening. And an example is like when the, um, I forget the name, but the ape tribe come down and help T'Challa, and he thanks him. He's like, thank you, brother, for coming. Like that dynamic, what well, doesn't make sense if you haven't seen Black Panther? Or it doesn't make as much well- sense. You know it, do, it doesn't. It doesn't hit as home right. if you haven't seen Black Panther. Right, and that's what I'm uh, saying. But, but you could watch it and still be like, okay, it's just an African tribe helping him out. Exactly, I agree. But and that's my point. There's these little things that make more sense if you've seen Black Panther. But if you haven't seen it, you're not lost. That's all. I'm but saying. that's. But that's the same argument as you should see Spider-Man: Homecoming to ha- to set up for that emotional, uh, or even just. Yes. 
just just to say it's the same thing and being like, okay, you want to see this character. So the argument is, you just need to see every MCU movie before you see Avengers. Well, okay, I mean, yeah, fine, <laughs> but so because it's the same rules apply. Because, but also, I'll give you I'll give you the main reason why Black Panther is important. Because, okay, spoiler, one last warning for spoiler: Black Panther fucking dies, and that yeah. was a big fucking surprise yeah. for me because, like, I. I, when I went and saw it the first time and he died, I mean, he didn't, I mean, he died, but it wasn't like he got stabbed. He dis, he dissolved like right. everyone else fucking did. And we'll talk about those later. Ugh. Um, it pains me just to think about that scene. Oh, not him, but bear, that whole sequence. Bear with me, bear with me, buddy. Stick with me. I know. Um, I got to tell you my answer to my own question too. So yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for that, but I, I want to, so Black Panther is historically important because it is culturally significant Absolutely. for the MCU, but it's culturally significant for a black audience. Yeah. And I live in Oakland. And yeah, I saw your the, rant. It was really good. I watched your rant on Black Panther. It was really good. Thank you. And and but the main the main reason why I loved Black Panther was because the first five minutes of it are set in Oakland, 1992. Yep. And I'm like, and the director, Ryan Coogler, is from Oakland. Oakland. He had his premiere, like, three, like, barely less, like, a mile away from my house. Yep. So, Oakland kids don't have a hero to look up to. No. You know, so they needed that. So when I was when I saw it, and like Black Panther was like dis- like dissolved, everyone like in the audience was like, "Oh fuck no, we just got our fucking hero." Are you kidding me? Well, right, and we're gonna get into a deep dive on that. There's there's no way there can be that much death and there be a second of Infinity War movie. That's I mean, and that's my point. Like, we'll get there. We'll get there. Hold on. I, I, okay, I do think some are coming back. I, think I don't think to. all of them are coming back. I, I I can agree with that too. But you can't have that much death, leave it, and have a second Infinity War movie. You can't. Um, but we'll get there. Let me let me answer my oh, own I, question. I, I, I want to know your questions first. I want to know your answers to yeah. your questions. So. I'm going to do them out of order than the order I asked them in. The one that took me most by surprise was Doctor Strange. I went into Doctor Strange with zero expectations. I bought it because it was part of the MCU. I thought I would throw it on my shelf. I knew I'd watch it because I watch them all. I'm not going to not say I wasn't going to watch it. But I figured I'd watch it once, throw it on my shelf, and it would just sit there. And and kind kind of like Ant Man, with all respect to Paul Rudd and that whole everyone who worked on that movie, but that movie has been on my shelf, and I think I've watched it twice. Once when I got it, and maybe once after that. It's just as much as I love that scene with Michael Pena as a whole. The movie, eh, you know what I mean? I sure. just it just sure. doesn't have that pull. And and there's some great things in it. Like Michael Douglas was awesome. You know, even Evangeline Lilly was really good. I like how they're setting up for Wasp. I saw the. I saw the trailer when I watched Infinity War, and I'm actually excited to see it. I do want to see that movie. I probably won't go to the theater, to be fair, unless I have to, but I think it'll be out on Blu-ray before anything significant else is coming, like the second Infinity War, so I'll be able to get it and watch it at home. 
Um, you know, and quickly to that point, I to the point I was trying to start earlier when we were talking about Black Panther, I heard that description about you need to see Black Panther before you see Infinity War, and I had already bought my Infinity War tickets. I bought Black Panther tickets for that night and went and watched Black Panther so that I'd have that gap filled. Um, but anyway, but yeah, Doctor Strange, I had zero expectations. I, I li- knew a little bit about the character because he plays a role in the... I think they were called the New Avengers, and it was it didn't last very long. It was him, Wolverine, Ghost Rider, and a character called Darkhawk, who's dead now. Though, like they don't even he doesn't even exist. They yeah, I don't writing know the book. He was actually my first comic book was that character, and I fell in love with the character, and it fell apart. But it was a teenage kid who found this crystal that came from space, and. I forget how it worked, but he could do something, and it, it basically gave him this uh, flying Iron Man type suit. But it wasn't jetpacks; it was like flying abilities. It was like a cross okay. between Iron Man and Falcon. That's a good way to describe it. Sounds more like a combination of Green Lantern and Falcon. I mean, honestly. Well, in the sense that the stone comes from space, yeah, I could see that. But I'm saying from the suit dynamics, it's okay. more of an okay. Iron Man Falcon crossover. Um, but in the fact that the stone comes from space yeah i could see that too the green lantern tie-in um so i knew a little bit about dr strange because he was like the leader of that group so he he was like the nick fury of that group um but i still wanted a movie with with okay i'm gonna watch it'll be and then i remember turning it off and going holy crap that was good like yeah debbie and i watched it together and we both turned to each other and i remember saying to her did you expect that to be as good as it is? And she was like, no. <laughs> and we watched it like three more times over the next four nights because we liked it so much. And it's quickly become one of my favorites in the MCU. <coughs> is it the most impactful or the most significant? It's certainly not the most impactful. It might be, it's growing in its significance based on what happens in Infinity War. But it it really was really good it, it stunned me how much i like that movie and that's that has an, another villain that is is not just your generic i'm evil villain because Cassilius was like i he what i love in terms of a good villain is that and you know they have to defend their villain they have yeah. to believe what they believe yeah they personally may not agree with it, but they're like, like I, I love this great quote. I think it was Javier Bardem. And he said, all actors have to be lawyers for their characters. Yeah, I can see that. Because he was like getting a lot of like shit for like No Country for All Men. Like, how could you play this character? He's like, first off, in his mind, he is a hero. Yeah. Every okay. Every villain does not look, unless you're like the Joker. No yeah. one like every hero thinks that every villain thinks they're their own hero to their own story. So if you could see their point, like Thanos or Loki or Cassilius or whoever, or even Killmonger is a great example, you can like if you can understand the villain, that makes it a more tragic event instead of just being like, this guy's a bad guy and he's out for destruction and we want to just we he just we have to beat the big bad. Yeah. And I 
Wars. I, I don't disagree with that. And we'll talk about Loki specifically when we get to Infinity War because I have feelings about Loki that I don't think many people share. Or if they do, it's not as vocal. But Sure. Um, but yeah, that, that movie took me by surprise. Doctor Strange, and and I and I love it now. It's like I said, it's one of my favorites. It might, it might actually, again, just excluding the first Iron Man. And actually, I'm going to exclude all the the um for me. I'm going to exclude all the collective movies. I guess for lack of a, I don't have a better way to put it. But like, so both Avengers. Ensemble. Um, thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, I'm gonna, and and that to me also excludes Civil War, even though it's technically Captain America. Um, we'll, we'll call them the splash page movies. There you go. That's a good way to put it. I like that. Um, it might be my favorite individual movie in the group. You know what I mean? It, um, I definitely agree. In terms of an origin movie, it is definitely up there because. It doesn't need three fucking movies like Captain America or Thor or, or Iron Man for you to relate to the character. You relate and you understand and you feel sorry for Doctor Strange immediately because he is – in the beginning, he's just another Iron Man. He, he's yeah. an egotistical oh, yeah. pain in the ass who's super smart and super ego-driven and he suffers a catastrophe yeah and you feel of his own making of his own making too yeah don't don't uh text and drive guys yeah yeah. Uh, and don't drive 150 fucking miles an hour in the rain either but that's or whatever he was doing but you get the point but one of the thing one of the problems that i and i don't say this often but one of the problems i have with the mcu is that while they know their shit and they're planning their shit out years in advance. I'm talking about the producers and the writers and the yeah, directors. Yeah. They sometimes throw in a reference and it just doesn't make sense. Because in Winter Soldier, they 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 find out Hydra has been shielded all along, basically. Yeah. But- and they and they have cornered a shield agent. Uh, Agent uh, Jasper Sitwell, I believe his name is, mm-hmm. and they're all, that's that's the guy on the roof that they like dangle and like Falcon like catches him or some shit, and they like yeah, they're I mean, interrogating him, finding out like you know how long has Hydra been in Shield and blah blah, blah. and right. they said they've been following threatening people, and they've like they've kept their eyes on Bruce Banner and Iron Man, and they even throw in Stephen Strange. Now, at the time, Stephen Strange was just an egotistical doctor. He wasn't the Sorcerer Supreme. He wasn't even fucking, you know, Nepal studying. So that little thing always kind of bugged me that they they were, they were just trying to give us a nice little like, oh, hey, we, think, we said Stephen Strange for the fans. Well, but as a continuity, you're like, why the fuck did S.H.I.E.L.D. give a shit about I a would, doctor? I would argue that, well, I get your point. Absolutely. I would argue that the timeline in the MCU is very, very fluid. So that just because Doctor Strange, the movie comes out, what, like four movies after Winter Soldier or whatever it is. I'm not looking for specifics, but whatever it is, that that could have been happening congruently in the MCU timeline. I would agree with that if they hadn't had like 
2017, 2018 things in Doctor Strange, like the car he drives or the fucking watches that he has. Like I read, I was, I was looking for that answer. I was looking for the exact same reason that you were looking for that Doctor Strange, at least the first half happens to be set in like 2014. And he's been studying, you know, for three or four years in Nepal to become the Sorcerer Supreme. I would totally buy that. But when he's driving and he gets his car accident, he has wearing like a 2017 model watch. Okay, but so unless he that's that's what I'm saying is that like the what we're saying is the MCU is not perfect, but it's 99% perfect. Sure. Sure. I can I yeah. But I'm a hardcore stickler when it comes to that type of shit. Continuity. Like, yeah, hardcore yeah. continuity, and even they do the same thing where they talk about like, I forget, I think I forget which one it was. I think it might have been Age of Ultron, where they say, "Oh yeah, we have everything. We have a guy who flies. We have a guy who swings on webs and crawls on walls." They're like, "Well, where the fuck?" I mean, I can accept Spider-Man exists in this MCU without seeing his origin story. We don't have to see his origin story. We don't have to see him getting bitten by a radioactive spider. We don't have to see Uncle Ben die. That's fine. I'm kind of glad, actually, you brought that up real quick because I liked the fact that in Homecoming they don't do that. I yeah, actually like that. They just said, he, yeah, he just says, I was bitten by a spider and the spider's dead. And he also references well, Uncle Ben by just saying that, you know, everything that's happened to May. That's the only reference to yeah. it. But if you know Spider-Man, you know what he's talking about. And I would argue that uh, Tony is the replacement for Uncle Ben. That's a good argument. I could see that. Yeah, he's the father figure, which is why I was one hundred percent convinced Tony was gonna die. You're taking me back to that scene. It's oh, dude. Uh, all right, go go. <laughs> uh. Well, well. I'll, so I was one hundred percent convinced. Like we all were. We were all convinced Tony's gonna die in Infinity War. I yeah. Okay. Can I just touch on that real quick? I agree. Yeah. I just didn't think it would happen until the second one. Do you know what I'm saying? And as it stands now, and we're we're transitioning into that movie anyway, so I can say this at this point. But he's obvious he he doesn't die in this one. But if no. he's going to die, I honestly, even even before I went in and saw the movie, I did think Tony was going to die. Yes, but I honestly didn't think he was going to die until the second one. Even if there was death in this one, which there was, I don't think Tony's going to die if he dies at all until the next one. I thought he was going to die for the obvious reasons that was like, oh, my God, uh, it's he's been here for 10 years. We've grown to love the character. We've grown to accept the character. We've seen him grow. We've seen him fall. We've seen him rebuild himself. We've seen him fight against the other Avengers and tear it apart for oh, his own reasons and whatnot. But another reason was I thought we never got that Uncle Ben death. Great, with great power death. So that was – filling that void because Tony was becoming the surrogate father figure that Peter doesn't have. Yeah. And we never got to see with his Peter. So that part that we saw in the trailer, which was him saying to Tony, I'm sorry. I was convinced that was him saying, I'm sorry, you're dying. I'm yeah. sorry. I couldn't save you. Not spoiler. I'm sorry. I'm dying, Tony. Yeah. I, all right, because um, at this point we have to do the the war. But um, God, I, 
Wait, well, let me, because I never answered the rest of my own questions. I only did the most surprising one. You're going to have fun editing this. Oh, that's, no, I, I wanted to jump around like this, so I'm fine with that, but. Um, all right. All right, so favorite, yeah, um, I guess if I'm doing the disqualification I did of, of um, ensembles, I guess I had to take out the Guardians movies too, really. Right. Um. You no. You could keep the guardians because the guardians are their own separate thing. They don't. It's have like one the other character, right? Even though it's made up of four or five people, it's really one character. Yeah. The guardians themselves yeah. are a character. It's an origin story of these characters, but primarily a Star Lord. Right. And okay. So so then, Guardians is probably my favorite. The first one, Volume One. I I love that fucking movie. I can watch that over. And Which, what? What's your least favorite? Uh, I'm I'm thinking about it, but to touch on one reason why it's my favorite is besides the humor, because I like the level of humor that's in it. Like it's not too much, but it's enough. Um, the interaction with the characters, I love Rocket. Rocket might be one of my favorite characters. Period. Like he just makes me laugh. Um, Do you know who Bradley Cooper based the voice on? No, I don't know that. Did you ever see Goodfellas? Like once years ago. Yeah. Oh, you need to rewatch Goodfellas. So he based it on Joe Pesci's character. I could see that. I actually, I know, I remember enough of it that I could see that. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love that movie. I think it's, I think it's really well done. Um, <clears throat> least favorite. Like part of me draws right to Ant Man just because it's a, so most dismissible, but that doesn't make it my least favorite. But Ant Man really is dismissible. I'm sorry. It it is. I hope I hope that they rectify that because Paul Rudd does a really good job as a character, and he and and he plays it so well. But it's just so dismissal dismissible to the whole rest of the MCU. Um, ironically, I might have to say Guardians Two. I knew you were gonna fucking say it. I might. I just it it just didn't hit for me. It, I I understand the significance of some of the things that take place. And it's definitely setting up for some things, but that could happen post Civil or Infinity War. But yeah, I it 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 definitely gave me one of the funniest memorable lines ever, which is, "I'm Mary Poppins, y'all." Yeah, that was good, and 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 that's part of it. Yondu Yondu getting killed off sucked. Like, and that's a Kevin Smith that's a Kevin Smith little uh, throwback right there because that's Michael Rooker. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's it's not even because of his role in in Smith's movies because fucking I hated that character in Mallrats, which was the idea. You were supposed to hate that guy. So, I mean, he did it right, but ugh. Michael, like, Michael Rooker, uh, apart from Mallrats, my, one of my first introductions to him, apart from Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, which is a fucking fucked movie. If you've never seen, seen it, you... Mm. You really, it's a. It, you really have got to like, not eat anything before you see that movie. It's so viscerally <laughs> raw, and okay. it will fuck you up. But um, and obviously ignoring The Walking Dead. I mean, he's he's amazing in The Walking Dead. Um, but I was introduced to him through the movie Slither. Okay, I've, I I may have seen that. I don't recall, but I, yeah, I know of it. Slither. But I, yeah, Slither is also written and directed by James Gunn, who did Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. 
So it, it's a it's a both a zombie movie as well as an alien invasion movie. So it's a it's a total creature feature. Okay. But he plays like a guy who gets infected by a fucking alien slug and turns into this giant blob host alien creature thing. Interesting. It is so fucking gross, but if you it is absolutely fucking hysterical because he 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 has some of the funniest like performance where he's just like craving meat so he's just like going to a sh- like a i guess uh, a grocery store and just like meat 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 and just buying pounds and pounds and pounds of meat yeah. because he's like now he's being controlled by an alien so he's just like meat 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 <laughs> okay sounds interesting sorry um no no you're good you're good man you're good holy shit these motherfuckers won't shut up What's going on, everybody? It's CJ. I um jumping in to let you know that we decided to split this conversation into two episodes because we haven't even gotten to the Infinity War, and Rico and I spend two hours alone just deep diving that. So I thought it would be best to stop it here, let you guys absorb the foreplay that it is the MCU conversation and on our next episode you can get that deep dive into the Infinity War hit the climax thank everybody for listening please check out our show if you obviously aren't already subscribed go to iTunes Stitcher Google Play Music thank you to Podcast Garden at www.podcastgarden.com podcastgarden.com that's our hosting site great place for any of you budding podcasters out there that are looking for an affordable place to uh, store your podcast podcast garden is the place to go check out the show on twitter at pod that's p-o-d-a-s-k-e-w Check me out on Twitter at M underscore Blade. And check Rico out on Twitter at Rance Rico. Also, don't forget to check out his YouTube channel, Rico's Rance. Pretty simple. Just do a search. It pops up. Quick thanks to Dubbed in English for the opening music, 96 Reasons. Thank you to Samuel Lemons and the theme is skew closing music. Dubbed in English is not available on the internet anymore. However, anyone interested, I can get you copies of the EP for Samuel Lemons. Go to SoundCloud.com and search Samuel Lemons. You can find his music. He just dropped a new track that I have not checked out yet. But hey, if he's putting new music out, check it the fuck out. Um, Otherwise, we'll be back soon with all kinds of Infinity War spoilers later. Hey, Rico, is that a giant space donut ship in the sky? Damn it! I haven't really woken up. 
until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it.